Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All you cheaters are about to get bounced from Call of Duty thanks to something called Ricochet. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Let's we'll be see. honest. We'll see. We will see. Hey, this hey. is the Gamers 2 Podcast. Hey, good job. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary t- related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. There. There's a lot of stuff in this week, but it's... Uh, we put music in. It's mostly uh, boring things, so you know we'll probably, we'll probably cruise through it, comment on things. I will probably do tangents. But in the meantime, before we get there, do you want to hear about other things? Uh, do I have a choice? No. Well, there you have it, folks. Here's your curated list of new goodies from Nate, who is always right. I need the shirt. Uh, <laughs> as per usual, number one. Book of Travels for the PC. Number two, Back for Blood for everything except for the Switch. Suck it, Switch. Left for Dead is back for blood. Probably should have been Left for Dead. Ooh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Ah. Number three, Disco Elysium, the final cut for the Xbox and Switch. Number four, Ori the Collection for the Switch. Number five, Midnight Protocol for the Switch. Number six, Starlight Alliance for the PC and Switch. Number seven, A Little Golf Journey for the PC and Switch. Number eight, Aeon Must Die, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number nine, Bonito Days for the Switch. Number ten, Despot's Game. Despo's Game? Despot's Game? It's a Despot, right? Despot, I think, is how you pronounce that for the PC. Number 11, Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 12, Dungeon Encounters for the PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number 13, God Strike for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number 14, probably our favorite game on this list that isn't named Back for Blood. Jackbox Party Pack 8. For everything that Jackbox is normally on. They keep coming out with them. Hey, people keep liking to throw game parties, games, game parties. They are fun. 
They are fun. They do cause issues, though, when some people want to use a stylus. Number 15, <laughs> Ruin Raiders for the PC and Switch. Number 16, Sphere Flying Cities for the PC. Number 17, Ancient Stories, Gods of Egypt for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 19, the Crisis Remastered Trilogy mm-hmm. for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 19, Demon Slayer, the Hikamu... Hikonami Chronicles for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Is that right? Sure. All right, thanks. Uh, number 20, The Good Life for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Going to need to play that. No one's like. Number hmm. 21, Grey Lancer for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 22, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for the PlayStation and Xbox. Good stuff. Give me them evens. Oh, wow. Decisive. Very decisive. You know, listen. It's just what I am, you know? I'm indecisive until the very last second, and then I become very decisive very fast. That's confusing to wrap your head around. Well, you know, you get to the the restaurant table, right? You're looking at the menu. Yep. Waiter comes by. Waitress, whatever. Comes by. Hey. A wait person. A wait, yeah. Member of the wait staff comes by. Well, you guys ready for your, uh, ready to order? Oh, no, no. uh, You know, just take a minute. Okay, all right. I'll be back. They leave. Meanwhile, you're like, I have no idea. No idea what I want. Normally what happens is you say, oh, we need a minute. And then you get engaged in the conversation and completely forget to look at the menu. That could normally happen. But then what happens the second time the person walks back by? You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And says the same thing. Yeah. Do you then go, oh, you know what? I need a little bit longer. Or do you do what I do? Blind panic and commit to something. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I just make the decision right there. Yeah. I delayed it enough. It's time to make a decision. I wanted food anyway. That's why I'm here. Decision time. Yep. Whenever I do that, I always order something and the other person ends up getting like something that's like way better. And I'm like, fuck, I really. I've never ran into that situation. I have ran into the. I wish I ordered something more complicated because sometimes when you do that, I run into like a comfort situation. Yeah. I'm like, oh, burgers are easy. Maybe one of them. Anyway. Yeah. Burgers. Onward, onward and upward with a, a gaming podcast about food. Uh, number one, Final Fantasy fourteen is now the most profitable, profitable, profitable entry into the franchise after reaching 24 million registered players. Uh, as reported by IGN, the MOO, oh my God, I'm like, just like, we are in story one. Start. MMORPG, which initially launched in 2010, hit 4 million registered users in 2015 and 10 million in 2017. Pretty impressive, like, uh, ramp up there. 4 million to 10 million in two yeah. years. And then, what we got, five years from now, from then, it's uh, 24 million. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, good for them. You love to see it. I hate Final Fantasy, though, so. I really don't give a shit about Final Fantasy, but I like seeing MMOs succeed because I find them very fun. Yeah, Final Fantasy is one of those things where, like, I just don't get it. I don't get Final, yeah, I don't get Final Fantasy as a whole, 
but watching the MMO do very well bodes well for me as a fan of MMOs. Yeah, I mean, there was a fear there for a bit that there wouldn't be another one. Yes, it, after after for me, it was after the Old Republic kind of like started, didn't really take off, started to fade. It, yeah. I think we probably peaked around four million to yeah, four, yeah. four to ten million, like mm-hmm. ten million probably in its first year, not of concurrent ever, but like just new people. And that immediately went from four to then two. And mm-hmm. it was like, ah. Yeah, I was like, well. And then Guild Wars 2, which yep. I don't think ever actually took off. Wildstar died immediately. Yep. A bunch and of then, And then down. they canceled what was supposed to be the successor to WoW. And I was like, oh. Yeah, t- Titan. Yep. When like, Titan okay. turned into Overwatch. Yep. But. I uh, unfortunately, I think the pendulum is going to swing too hard to the other side, and I think we're going to have a little bit of a MMO resurgence in a not necessarily a good way. We're going to get a bunch of junk again, and a new new world's going to be the problem. Like they're they're going to kick that off, I think. Oh, where we potentially hit those weird MMOs now. Yeah, like, like, you know how there was that, that point where there was, like, a fuck ton of MMOs coming out, and they would, like, last for, like, a year and then die? Yeah, we might be doing it again. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. The New World the new world thing is an interesting concept, or not concept, uh, event, mm-hmm. where it's a different MMO. Yeah. In, it, it kind of. It follows a Black Desert-esque and some other MMOs' ideas. Mm-hmm. Where there's still only two so far that I've, I think the end game is probably actually good, and it's Final Fantasy and WoW. Yeah, and I wish I had done the raids in Star Wars to know whether or not they were worth it. I yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna assume they're probably not because if they were, we would we would know. I feel like we'd be talking about it, but yeah. I I just wish I had made it to the end. And we've been doing dungeons and raids with people in that game to see how it how felt. It, yeah, at, at lifetime, not just hey, I'm going to go back in there now and hang around with mm-hmm. a bunch, all the people that are left because all the people that are left are usually the ones that have been playing it forever and know everything. Yeah, and it's like what if I I want to go in fresh? I would love to have the new uh, MMO experience, which is what New World was. Yeah, for a lot of people, was the hey new fresh MMO. But for me, when I saw that the end game was mostly PvP and it was all that crafting or whatever, that's that's not a me angle. I want to get to the end and start doing dungeons and raids and whatever. And I would love to see that happen again. Guild Wars 3, uh, whatever, just to commit again to another MMO and just be like, all right, what's it going to be like? I definitely think there's room in the space for another big MMO that does that. Yeah. It puts all the pieces together because I, I feel like Old like Republic, WoW I don't Old really Republic include two. because like WoW is so old and and pre existing like you're yeah. the odds of that like changing uh, significantly is slim mm-hmm. yeah no no I wouldn't unless there was a WoW two I don't see that happening yeah whereas like I think there's an opportunity for a new MMO to come in and really put all the pieces together from like what we've learned from modern gaming yeah. like what WoW has done combined with like you know, like Destiny's Raids and Final Fantasy and like everyone that even even the Old Republic, like all these games that have done something slightly different. Yeah. Throw it in a jar, shake it up. Boom. Throw it on the ground. Watch all the nerds come over and lap it up. That's a mental <laughs> image for you. 
Uh, that's one I didn't want. Number two, esports communities company MOBA Network has acquired gaming forum ResetEra.com for $4.5 million. The team behind ResetEra will continue to operate the forum under this new leadership, with MOBA Network saying it wants to look into ways to, quote, increase advertising revenue through a higher share of direct sales, implementation of new ad formats, and a long-term product development strategy, end quote. Uh, so ResetEra got bought. Yeah. Have you frequented ResetEra? Never. I've... From what I know of it, it's a pretty toxic place. Yes. Okay. That's my understanding of it as well. Uh, and what was the other? Was Reset Era the new one or was that the old one? Like that 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 group like forked at one point. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think Reset Era is the old one. I don't remember. They like forked, and there's an, another one now, or yeah. there was another one. But yeah, they're both just like cesspools. Yep. Good stuff. Um, number three. Activision announced a new anti-cheat system for Call of Duty Warzone and Vanguard called Ricochet. Who? I wonder who said that earlier. Uh, I don't know. Some dude. Uh, The new tool is described as a, quote, multifaceted approach to combat cheating, featuring new server-side tools which monitor analytics to identify cheating, enhanced investigation processes to stamp out cheaters, Updates to strengthen account security and more, end quote. As part of the new tool, Activision will be introducing a new PC kernel level driver, which will support the anti-cheat system by monitoring apps that that interact with the game. Uh, It will be mandatory in order to be able to play Warzone. Activision claimed the user's privacy will remain unaffected, though, as Ricochet's kernel level driver isn't always on. Only operates while playing Warzone, only monitors software interacting with the game, and turns off when you're shutting the game down. Uh, Not that any of that actually matters, since the code has leaked online and found its way into the hands of cheat creators. Twitch user and industry watchdog Anti-Cheat PD said that it's, quote, not that great and will be reversed easily, end quote. There is a rumor circulating that the code was leaked intentionally as a form of counterintelligence and isn't actually authentic. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I don't know if you've heard any more from on that end, but that's, no, I haven't heard anything yeah. more on that end. I like the idea that it's like counterintelligence, you know, like they're like, nah, here's a little. Yes. To like point them in the wrong direction. But a mix of either point them in the wrong direction or figure out who your internal leaker is. Yeah. At the same time, it seems like it might be like too smart for them to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely the other edge where it's like you got God, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh. But good. Yeah. Hopefully I don't know. It, it just needs to not be as offend. Like it's like a weird gray area there. I don't understand people's obsession with cheating. There's that. There's that first level. For the amount of time and effort and money that you put into, like, these people put into either create these cheats or buy these cheats or Let's... run these cheats, you could just play the game and, like, get reasonably good at it. So I'll put it this way. Well, not really a way, I guess. It makes sense creating them because people are going to pay so you make money. I think that's still stupid on the buyer's part 
just why are you so obsessed with cheating? Uh, and then to that same, I don't know why I put that on, to the same level, it needs to not be as bad as the Riot one. I believe Vanguard is its name. Mm-hmm. Because Vanguard nuked your system into oblivion from functioning. It was very just, it was terrible, it was rude, it was disgusting, I hated every second of it. I'm fine with anti-cheat, and I'm fine with it being very, like, good and stuff, obviously, but when it's tanking my system when I'm not playing the game, we have issues. Yeah, it's... It is interesting how, uh... Yeah. So, like, how do you do? You, how do they implement those cheats, those anti cheats, on a console? Like, do you think the consoles manufacturers are giving them that same level of access to a- implement anti cheats? Are they just not really? Yes and no, kind of. Uh, your OSs are different on both of them. I mean, you're basically running a Windows OS on an Xbox anyway. Yeah. So it really isn't that hard to do the exact same thing. And you wouldn't, it'd be on PlayStation, you're a little bit more Linux based, but it's, it would still be the same implementation where for those, you'd still have to go through the certification process, probably where you pass it to Microsoft or Sony and have them do the typical scans and everything of, yeah, this is fine. This isn't whatever, yada, yada. Yeah. Interesting. We shall see. I'm sure we will talk about it more. I'm sure we will. Once it actually like is out there. Yeah. Number four. It all makes sense now. According to the New York Times, quote, FIFA is seeking more than double what it currently receives from EA Sports. According to people with knowledge of the talks, a figure that would increase its payout from the series to more than $1 billion for each four-year World Cup cycle, end quote. There's also disagreement between the companies on what the new deal should cover. FIFA, for example, would like to keep EA's exclusivity on a smaller scale so it can pursue new opportunities for revenue, said the Times. EA Sports, however, argues that it should be able to explore other business ventures with the FIFA video game brands such as NFTs. Oh, goddammit. The current deal between EA and FIFA doesn't expire until the end of 2022. Hey, corporate licensing fight. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Just feels dirty. Yeah. It I really don't have a good opinion. I, yeah, I guess it, the best question for gamers is like how would you feel which we talked about last week. How would you feel about EA's soccer game, football game, whatever you want to call it, not being FIFA branded? Which I it's a weird they're you know both what? they're both weird takes because let you... me let me read the next one because it's it is directly related so then right. we can get into it uh, in somewhat related directly related news <laughs> the moment you said direct I looked back down I was like idiot <laughs> wow God, he played himself EA Sports and the Global Union of Professional Football Players FIFA Pro is that, is that how you say that like I've never yeah it, might, it makes sense Fife Pro that's Fife Pro. Fife, that sounds worse. Fife and Drum, uh, has announced an extension of their contract. The extent of the deal wasn't specified, but the company shared that it is a, quote, long-term commitment, end quote. 
Uh, with the extended partnership, the developer will be able to continue using player likenesses that are supported by the football union. In addition to the use of professionals, EA will have the continued use of various leagues such as the UEFA Champions League, Premier League, and La Liga? La Liga. Santa, Santa, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. La Liga Santander. Okay, there you go. Stupid Europeans. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kangaroos. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, so... I mean, with this, it's interesting between the two. Yeah. So you're saying you have two separate deals for exclusivity where FIFA owns part and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. The players own the other part, which makes sense. The players should own the other thing and yada, yada. But if you just named it EA Sports Football and still had all the likenesses and everything. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Because you still have the leagues. You still have the player likenesses. Yeah. The only question then is, do you not have the teams? You have the leagues, but can you not have the teams? So you have to do a Manchester Red, Manchester Blue type thing. Which would be weird if you had the players, had the leagues, but the teams didn't have the FIFA. teams, yeah. and then you couldn't probably use World Cup either. No, probably not. So, like, what a fucking, like, chop, such... chop job. Yeah. But then even then, with the exclusivity deal where they're talking, FIFA, for example, would like to keep their exclusivity on a smaller scale but make more money from them. Yep. Which is... Which there was a story that dropped today that I didn't feel like included, but they basically, FIFA came out and said, we want to be able to do... work with more companies and come out with more games. It was basically... They just straight out said it. Which that's fine, but it's a weird thing that you'd say that and then immediately say, but no, you're also going to give us double the money. Yeah. Because they like came out with a statement basically saying that they feel like the future for... FIFA, like in football, is very bright. Yeah, because I'm also sure that FIFA would love to slap itself in with Football Manager. I would almost put money on it that they would love to do that. Oh, I'm sure. Put the licensing on both and, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just one example of an already existing game that makes sense. But you can't then go to EA and go... Hey, so you're not the only one, but also still give us twice as much money. Like, that just... I mean, I'm fine with it because EA makes hand over fist money, but at the same time, it's like that's just a really weird yeah. request. I think what FIFA wants is they want to they want they want to be able to make more different types, be associated with more more different types of games like Football Manager, probably a bunch of mobile shit. Yeah, but they also want FIFA Ultimate Team money. So, I think that's right. part of it too. Which this is the other kick too. So. The other thing, EA Sports, however, argues that it should be able to explore other business ventures with the FIFA video game brands, such as NFTs. EA, and I think that this is not directly what they mean, potentially, but this is where I think it could lead to very dangerously, is what we've discussed before. When they mention NFTs, EA wants to make Ultimate Team NFTs. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pointing, Nate has a lovely giant coffee table of baseball cards right now he's sorting through. And they want to do that type of shit. But digitally. Yes. And but digitally. Worse. And worse. Yeah. Because those... I have one soccer, of one. Soccer cards are down there. Not just one of one. They would do... It's Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. So it would get... If they were doing it that way, it would be very stupid. You'd either have five different variations that are all like image variations of a player. 
with the last one being some animated vision like thing or they would do all of that but then also increase the ratings based on which one it was so you could pay $550 to get the version that you know had yeah, the, two plus shot power the platinum on it. version from yeah, their yeah, yeah, their yeah. best season when they made it to whatever yep yeah pay to win i fucking pay to win and then they give every streamer every pack and then boom that every streamer just wins anytime what a dis uh what a potential this field is so dirty yeah it might it might become very very bad very quick gross Number six, a group. A group. Just the whole group. A group of industry veterans coming from ArenaNet. Hey. <laughs> hey, sound familiar? Insomniac, EA, Ubisoft, and Undead Labs, oh, and more, have announced the creation of game development studio Possibility Space. Based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, the company said, oh, sorry, Nolens, Louisiana, the... <laughs> company said that it's committed to, quote, creating world-class games within safe and ethical work environments. Good start. The studio also aims to support, train, mentor, and hire people from marginalized communities. Possibility Space is led by founder and CEO Jeff Strain. Strain is best known for co-founding ArenaNet and founding Undead Labs. Throughout his career, he served as programmer on StarCraft lead programmer of World of Warcraft, and other various roles. Interesting to see what comes out of there. There's going to be, like, three years from now, there's so many new fucking studios Yeah, yeah. that are, like, have good talent. Like, three to five years from now, it's going it's to be, like, a fucking nuts. nuts. Absolutely nuts. So nuts. And then we might see one-third of what THQ has ready. <laughs> By that point, Embracer Group might just own video games. Yeah, it'll be like that. It'll be like them in Tencent. Tencent. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> NetEase will be just hoping to keep up. Yeah. Uh, and China will be like, no video games for anyone. Except me. Yeah. Put them behind my great firewall. Uh, and I will continue it'll be, it'll to be like no my people. It'll be like no video games for the rest of the world, and they just sell them directly to America, and that's just how they're sucking all the money out of the country. It's like, yeah, yes, like that's how yes. they need to do it. Yes, yes, one way, one of the ways. They're hacking the rest out. Evil raccoon hands. Yes. Have you ever seen that gif? I've seen plenty of raccoons with their hands, and they're just doing the, like the finger evil yeah, raccoon. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing in the world. They're just like, yeah. ooh, give me, yeah, give, give me, me, give me things, give me. You got a grape? <laughs> give me the grape. I want the grape. <laughs> and then they get the whole grape, and they're like double fisting a grape yeah. because it's too big, and they're like, ooh, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, trash, trash pandas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's twice. Terrible. It's just terrible. We're synced up. My keyboard swishers are called trash pandas. I thought they were called un. You have your trash pandas, yeah, and your Halo trues. You Frankenstein them together, and you get Halo hol- panda. yeah. holy pandas, holy pandas. And then, but there were unholy pandas too. Well, you take what's left, oh, from the two, because you're only taking half and half. So the other ones, when you put them together, you get unholy pandas. So you're just breeding. Yes, yes. You're doing a little keyboard switch husbandry. 
Uh, what is this podcast? What is this podcast? All right, where, what number uh, are we on? Seven. Yeah. Uh, the Communications Workers of America have filed their own objection to a settlement between Activision Blizzard and the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. In a letter attached to its filing, the union detailed 31 points of concern. And we're going to go through every single one. I'm just kidding. Including requests for various documents and clarifications not released alongside news of the settlement. For example, it requests more explanation as to how the EEOC determines who counts as an eligible claimant and asks, asks why the settlement was not made in coordination with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing which has also filed a suit against the publisher. The plot thickens. Yeah, no one was going to be happy that they tried to make a settlement. No one. Because now no it is one. pitchfork time. It is. Burn them at the stake, they are witches. And it's going to be thickened further with a little cornstarch. Or flour, you know, whatever you choose. I mean, use either one. Yeah. Flour's a little bit more annoying to use. Yeah. yeah. In my experience. You know what? I'll be completely honest with you. I can't seem to have consistent luck with either one of them. It's all I've about only, the heat. I've, yeah. It's, yeah. It's heat Any, and Anytime you're like, yeah, yeah, dude, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anytime you're trying to, I mean, I, yeah. So there's times where it's it's called for in a recipe, right? Yeah. And those times it's usually fine. Mm-hmm. But anytime they're like, oh, does it seem too thin? Just add a little bit to thicken it. And yeah. I'm like, what's that f- mean? Fuck. How do I do this? <laughs> and the next thing you know, you end up with this just like, I don't even know. Yeah, you might get like a dough. You might get like just this lumpy thing. You might just, get, it just might not work. You just have me sitting there staring at it like, ah, yeah, I don't know. And then I end up looking like the Salt Bay guy. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit there. I do anything? No? All right, a little bit a little bit more. Like, you're not going to get anywhere doing that. Just put it in. And then I scoop it in, and I'm like, nah, too much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Number eight. New information pertaining to a settlement between... You're right. Okay. All right. Yep. <laughs> that was the whole, like, it's going to get the... Oh, we're doing more. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Between Activision Blizzard and Double EOC has un- <laughs> not reading that, not reading that whole name <laughs> again. Has unveiled potential ethical violations that may impact the wider lawsuit. A document filed last week by Double EOC has, as spotted by PC Gamer, points out that two leading lawyers on the suit filed by the Department for Employment and Housing in California also previously worked for the double EOC and specifically investigated Activision Blizzard prior to the $18 million settlement made last week between the two parties to resolve charges of discrimination. If this is proven to be true, it is a conflict of interest, a violation of attorney ethics, and a breach of the California rules of professional conduct, according to the filing. So, hey, we're not just pieces of shit. We're extra pieces of shit. What a mess, dude. This is great. It's one of those, hey, can we cover this up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just here, 18 mil. All right, cool. Good talk. You think anybody's going to look at that? Nah. Nah. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. 
I love it. Didn't we call this though? Which I'm pretty part? sure on the podcast when this first came out, we're like, oh, I, I guarantee you they slipped him some money and we're like, hey, help us cover this up. Oh, what, for the 18 million thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely said that they said, hey, cover this. And then we also I immediately said everyone's going to have gigantic problems with this. Oh, my God. We we got to play the lottery or something. I Listen, I can only be right so often. It just I turns mean, out that often's quite a fucking lot. And never when you need it to be. No, that's, it's, ne- it's never about anything good either. Yeah, it's never like it's just me being able to clearly see how corporations are going to ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they would do that. <laughs> that's why we need video so you can see these huh? like facial expressions. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson? <laughs> I still uh. have. I fight that at work sometimes. Just in dealing with some stupid people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they're that. They're not that. They're gonna do that. You've you've explained it to them seven times. There's no way they would think that they would do that. <laughs> do you think they listened the first seven? Never do. Which is what I. The other thing I will always preach this: trial by fire at a certain point. Yeah. If they haven't listened the first seven times, I'm gonna let them break it. And then when they go, oh, no, what happened? I go, well, what did you do? Oh, weird. You didn't do any of the things I told you to do the first seven times. Your fault. And then yeah. I stare at them until they realize that they're exactly wrong. Paper trails help as well. Huge. Cover your ass paper trails. Yep. And then gigantic piles of shame. Yep. Are my two favorite things. Shame. I love nothing more than walking into a room after I told everybody that was involved with like a presentation, hey, this exact feature is going to cause an issue. And then I get called into the room because something went wrong. And I go, hey, so what did you try to do? And they go, oh, well, when we get to this point, it breaks. And I go, I told you in three different emails four days ago to not do that or it will break. And I say that loudly to the people they're presenting in front of. So that way they all have the boat where they go, oh, they're incompetent. (laughs) I got them. Because it's the only way they're going to learn. Got them. Welcome to Life Lessons with Nate and Matt. Uh, number nine, Nintendo revealed the details to its new Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion service, which launches on October twenty fifth. Uh, did you did you see this yet? You just you're looking now, so never mind. I was going to have you guess how much it's going to cost. Oh, I I know how much it's going to cost. Okay, the new subscription will cost fifty dollars a month. Just kidding. $50 a year for individuals and $80 a year for family membership compared to the basic Nintendo Switch online price of 20 annually for an individual and 35 for a family. Uh, at launch, the selection of Nintendo 64 games will include titles such as Star Fox 64, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and Sin and Punishment. As for the Sega Genesis offerings, players will have access to titles such as Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, and the Gunstar Heroes. Um, Nintendo has said it will release additional titles for both platforms over time. Members will also have access to the Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise expansion DLC. The DLC will be available separately for $25. Um, how do you feel about this? If we had cameras, you'd see my shocked face. Pikachu shock face? No. Okay. Um, It'd be the same face I carry every day. Of just normal disappointment. 
So twenty dollars a year for per, for an individual, normally. And, normally, and then is it fifty dollars on top of that, or no, is no, it fifty dollars? No. Period. Period. Okay. Because twenty, the twenty services in, is inside the fifty. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's my my quick two cents to anybody that's freaking out about this. Are you ignorant? Any other online service, mm-hmm. PlayStation sixty for a year? Yes, I think. Did they did they go up with game? They're prices? not fifty. It's definitely sixty. I'm not sure if it went up to seventy though. And I think Xbox is sixty as well. So I, let's say it's sixty. It's sixty. That sounds right. Nintendo's yeah. usually ten dollars under, just in their life. So you really thought they were going to not up it from twenty at some point? Yeah, I think when it came out, we were like, "Wow, it's really cheap." I when it came out, we both said that's too low. Yeah, yeah. It's like doesn't make sense for that being no. that low. I mean, my suspicion is that they'll axe the twenty dollars at some point and it'll eventually just be yeah. fifty navy. They gotta they gotta move you over there. They gotta, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. That being said, I've already canceled my sub. Mm-hmm. I, one, I would never pay fifty. Mm-hmm. Not Two, for, to be clear. Nintendo Online, I don't know. It's it's hard to compare it really to Xbox and PlayStation because it's really a different service. Like you don't, you're not really playing. Like on the other two, you're paying a, a part of that is the multiplayer access and all the online features that comes with it, which Nintendo doesn't really have that. Smash Mario Kart, sense. yeah, Mario Party. Mm-hmm. More, I think. I feel like Still their two. offerings are like the extra games that you get that's what they're that's what they're trying to say are worth the extra money for sure yeah that's what they're saying is trying to separate them in in terms of difference but you're still getting the games free every month with the other service and stuff like that yeah so it that's why it doesn't surprise me they're offering games they're offering they're trying to justify raising the price because why wouldn't they Mm -hmm. obviously they they know it was too cheap they needed people in the ecosystem now you got them in you know, get them once, got them for life. Yep. So it makes sense. I think the DLC being added in for New Horizons. So hey, the Animal Cross lover or Animal Crossing lovers, you got a new DLC See, coming. I think that's a, a uh, not red herring, but a token of good faith type maneuver where you're not going to see it happen again. Yeah, I think that's the maneuver to try to move everyone over to yeah, yeah. to that service to so that in a year they can be like they can quietly say they're getting rid of the yeah because I one. I would put I would guess that when you advertise them if you're Nintendo you say hey this is the twenty dollar one hey this is the fifty dollar one and you in the fifty dollar one include the picture of Animal Crossing with an asterisk next to the words Animal Crossing. But that asterisk is in very, very small print somewhere else on the screen that says also available separately for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. When it would actually be cheaper still to buy that and pay twenty dollars a year. Yeah. So I don't you know, it mm-hmm. they're going to clearly try to show that it's part of it. Yeah. But you could just also buy it separately and be done with it. Yep. But yeah, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that much. I know some people were like, I can't believe it. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, but I think it's just uh, for for a lot of Nintendo people or a lot of Switch people, it is a little bit of a shock because mm-hmm. they've never 
if they've stuck with that for the entire time, whatever, they've never had to experience the nightmare world that is stupid subscription services. Yes. Yeah, they're getting out of control again. It's crazy. Yep. Number 10. Google has filed a countersuit against Epic Games in the antitrust case opposing them. Filed on October 11th in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, the suit argues that Google's OS is a critical source of competition against other operating systems. That's a bold fucking claim. Considering that users are not forced to use Google Play to download apps for Android. It gives the example of Epic Games itself, which initially distributed the Android version of Fortnite via the Samsung Galaxy Store and on its own website in 2018 before launching on Google Play in April 2020. Apple and uh, the whole Apple Epic thing kind of uh, made us all forget that Google and Epic are also battling it out. And I think there's another one, too. I think it's just maybe it's just a three way thing. Uh, Microsoft was in there too. It was a, but they weren't fighting with Epic. They had sided with Epic kind mm-hmm. of because of their whole XCloud yeah. thing. Because Google and Apple were both against the XCloud thing initially. Yeah, I think it's like a three way though, where it's well, like Apple Epic is, versus Apple specifically was against the XCloud thing. Google was kind of more lax about it. Yeah. So am I? I'm confused. Yeah. The suit argues that Google's operating system is a critical source of competition against other operating systems. What? Google's appeal, I think, is what is what that is intending to imply. Google's appeal is that its operating system is competition against other operating systems? Yeah, because I think this was Epic was hitting Google with the same thing Epic was hitting Apple with, essentially, to where, like, antitrust, anti-competition. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Explain like that, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like, it was, it's been a long time, and it's almost more like Epic should have just shut up when they had the option of all the other app stores versus, yeah. Epic is not taking their small victories. They want the whole cake. Yeah. Speaking of which, let me eat it. Uh, Apple has filed number eleven. Apple has filed. We can. They kind of go together a little bit. Not really. Uh, Apple has filed to file has filed an appeal against the judge's decision from its year's trial. This year's trial against Epic Games. Oh my God! Reuters reports the iPhone firm has asked the U.S. federal court to pause orders that require it to change its anti-steering practices. I never heard that before. On the App Store. Uh, Apple has claimed that enabling the change could cause harm to its own business and its consumers. I kind of felt this was coming. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, It also claims it is working on solutions that would enable developers to inform users of external payment channels, but still collect commissions and protect them from scams. I kind of felt like this was going to happen to where Apple is going to be like, appeal it and be like, listen... You know, if we do this, bad things are going to happen. Yes, because that's the guys that they like to put on, that they're the white knight. Yes, yes. They very much, Apple is full of white knights. Here's where they immediately shoot themselves in their own foot. In my head. Okay. Let's do it. You're going to claim things are going to go bad and things are going to get scammed. But you have a closed ecosystem choosing on what you allow in and what you don't allow in by saying everything in our store is vetted. 
Yeah, so are you wrong or are you wrong? Which one are you wrong on? Are you letting everything in and not vetting it, which is why you're worried about scams? Or are you just lying because you want money? I think they are lying because they don't want... They want to fearmonger into money, which is... They don't want to let go of the control. Because they want money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's and power, money and power. <laughs> <laughs> Hookers and blow, money and power. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, if you have one, you have the other. You know yeah, what I mean? You got hookers, you got blow, you got money, hand you got in power. hand. You know, hand in hand. You got you got money in one hand and booty power in the, in the other. other. <laughs> money in one hand, power in the other, and then like blow in one hand and hooker in the other. Single know. hooker, <laughs> just in the hand. a hooker. A piece of hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a piece of a hooker in your hand. I don't know. <laughs> hooker, um, I barely know her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always been my issue when I, whenever Apple's like, we're trying to protect the people and not cause scams. I'm like, you have a closed store that you guys personally approve everything Something on anyway. Something about Apple and the way that they word arguments is so, like, irritating. Because it's the white knight simps of the internet yeah, writing everything. Yeah, they they word everything in such a way to where like we're like we're the good guys and we're trying to do this for you when it clearly is like, no, we're a mega corporation and we like money. Yeah, yeah. It they they very much because oh, do I want to say that? Ooh, ooh. I don't know. Because the audience they speak to are a bunch of fucking idiots. The audience that they talk to, for the most part, uh-huh. probably like 90% of their audience, is give me new shiny thing. I use it as a status symbol. Yeah. Yeah. So then accurate. when they talk to those people, they very much like to do the not Robin Hood uh, King. I'm trying to think of. You know what it is? Who I'm thinking of that's like. Apple, like the traditional Apple fanboy is the tech version of anti-vaxxers. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta Think jump, about I gotta that. jump through some hoops for a second. Think about it. The original Apple fanboy. Apple fanboys, like the people they're talking to. Oh. The, the, are okay. the tech version of anti vaxxers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And then I hate both of them? I guess I need a little bit more of your own explanation. What is that funny joke like? Um, they're gonna do their own research. I don't know your fancy words, Magic Man, but I like how you say them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the typical. It's the same thing with the old Black Dynamite thing. Yeah, when the guy's doing the congressman speech. Yep, and she's dropping all the actual points, and he's like, "I'm gonna spin this shit," and he just starts rhyming, and everybody loves it because it's put to a beat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hand in hand. Yeah, they're the two faced. They're putting everything. Uh, they're putting on a nice dog and pony show. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah, they. Yeah, exactly. They propaganda so hard, so hard that it's like, how do you? They cloned. Uh, but they're propagating again to the right people. The people oh, yeah, that yeah. just eat that shit up, and they're like, "That's Apple, what I'm saying." Apple would never do anything bad to me. They love me. It's like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're a unit of dollars, and that's all. Kerbals. What was the Nazi that was all propaganda? Was it Goebbels? Oh, the uh, Himmler. They, I was going to make a joke that they cloned him, and he works at Apple now. But it's fine. I couldn't remember which one it was. I think it's Goebbels. It's not Himmler. That was the one I was like, is it Himmler or is it Goebbels? I don't know. It doesn't matter. One of the two. Sorry, we don't know our Nazis. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Several white males just got really <laughs> angry. Yeah. How dare you? That's your heritage. <laughs> yeah. I love history, except whenever somebody asks me what history I love, I spit World War II immediately. Uh, Saw that going around a lot. The lately. South will rise again. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, get out. Uh, fucking traitors it will rise Um, (laughs) it will will rise again tweeted from my iphone (laughs) (laughs) nailed it (laughs) okay oh i gotta go back Uh. to fucking my goat (laughs) (laughs) we got some good like shorts in there somewhere as we can make i just ripped into the the south for having to pause having sex with its goat for Tweeting I don't know. the South will rise again from an iPhone. This whole but the thing mental was... Im- the mental image of that is so. I good. mean, we compared Apple fanboys to anti vaxxers well, You just you say we we listen. <laughs> this is a team effort, motherfucker. If I go down, you're going down with me. Um, <laughs> what else did we do? I just said I hate both of them, Apple I... fanboys and anti vaxxers Yeah, that's fair. They're both scourges on this. Well, earth. That's fair. 
I like my iPhone though. It was, I didn't say you can't like it. I just said if you sit here and try to defend them like a fanboy, I'm going to punt you through that window. That's fair. I mean, I will argue that if you can, show up and if you, <laughs> I will argue the lightning cable versus the USB C thing. But that's just we like can argue a, that I'm fine. That's just a moral that. thing for me. If if anything, if you show up in a white knight costume, at least I'd understand. I don't follow, but I don't know. It'd be partially racist if you just showed up in a fully white knight costume, probably. But eh. up here, you might be celebrated. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. This area is shit. Number 12, 100 Thieves, which is more specifically 100 Thieves. A gaming organization known for its esports teams, apparel, and big-name streamers is announcing its first acquisition, the gaming peripheral company Highground. If you aren't familiar, which I'm not, Highground makes what might be best described as designer gaming peripherals. It releases its products in limited drops and claims that every one of them has sold out. Hey, I claim that too when I drop three of them and they all get bought. Yes. Yes. Artificial scarcity. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting because there's a there's a YouTuber slash streamer that I watch every once in a while and he special what follow me on this one. He uh here we go. He built keyboards. Okay. He, uh, for uh for people. He's like that's like his well, thing he yeah, does. I mean and he designs key keycaps and stuff like that. Acrylics? And, well, acrylics, like as in the like custom the keys. Not he I don't think he's ever done like the artisan keycaps. Okay. He has keycap sets. So like the keycap mm. set I got for my keyboard was one that he designed. Gotcha. And I it's not something he does often. I think he's only done it a couple times, but he basically builds keyboards and streams. Uh, and he was at Hundred Thieves recently, and I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, but, you know, they're all out there doing their yeah, thing. You know, they all know each other. Yeah, they're all jerking each other off. And, well, or like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know the things. The <laughs> whatever do. the kids do these days. Um, <laughs> it's the three shells technique. How does it work? <laughs> Demolition man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you brought up Trading Places last time. Oh, yeah, it's true. Of the same generation, kind of, yeah. Demolition Man. <laughs> That's a good movie. If, you, if you've if you never seen Demolition Man, it's it's like your classic popcorn film. Oh, I mean, there's so many of them from that era, though. Oh, yeah. But it's got Sandra Bullock in it when she's That's like true. peak Sandra Bullock. Josh, Lawnmower Man. What's that? Lawnmower Man. I... I've uh, I've never I've watched. Are you talking about the movie Lawnmower Man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've never, only I've never watched it. I just know the references. I've watched it, but I don't remember any. Oh, so because I was like younger and not paying attention. There is a great clip of Bruce somewhere from the Funhouse days, where they were going on during a GTA talking about like Lawnmower Man and something else, and he <laughs> just stop talking about Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him saying that too. It's kind of funny. I don't know why. Um, what were we doing? Reading. Uh, number thirteen. What? What are? What are any of us doing, Matt? I don't know anymore. Just don't know. THQ Nordic and Aspire Media are releasing a Star Wars Jedi Knight collection and Star Wars Racer and Commando com- combo. 
Ooh, that was a weird one for me. For PlayStation 4 on October 26th, followed by Switch on November 16th. Each collection will be available in North America and Europe for $30 hairs. I have to say, um, Star Wars Jedi Knight collection. Ooh, chef's kiss. Is that just one and two? I don't know what they're going to include in that. Yeah. One, two, and DLCs? I'm assuming they're going to do the Jedi. I would hope they're going to do the Jedi Knight as in like the Jedi Knight games, but also the Jedi Academy games. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Since they include both of both of those, like the, cause I think there's two and two. Then great. But Hey, THQ Nordic out here dumping games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I like how Aspire has become like the new star Wars developer. Yes. Like, well, just, like the kind of. bring things back from the dead developer. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my empire at war remake? I would be about that. Dude, so would I. Can you that'd be good shit. Yeah. They'll do it. THQ I this is my call to action. THQ Nordic, find one of your seventy five thousand studios to make a brand new four K beautiful Empire at War game. So the problem is that is the first thing any developer or studio or whatever would do if they looked at Empire at War as a remake, they'd be like, Ooh, mobile game. I will end their entire studio. Make it as a true Rome Total War slash Civ style humankind uh, RTS game. Keep all the same stuff, but I need you to skin it into 4K and give me some like new mechanics and stuff. So that Empire of War and and like the RTS you know game that game style would work perfectly with with the new Star Wars High Republic push they're doing yes it would be and we've seen the the custom add-ons that people have done Mm. i can't remember what the there's like a name of the complete set you know what i'm talking about yeah it's empire war something Mm -hmm. is the community supported and done one or whatever yeah where they added more ships and more units and everything because they took they you had a bunch of star wars nerds that went well we can do the whole universe and threw it all in which is like the high republic uh whatever we're calling it era um has added in a couple new factions that would like work literally work perfect because one of them one of the big ones is called like the nihil and they are a tribe of like they are an entity of marauders that they like have special ships are they just randomly part of terran's group because terran was the expansion to empire at war no they're not it's like like the the man named terran yeah terran card yeah they are it's like pre Oh, for High Republic. So, like, add them in. Who cares? They have, like, all these, like, storm storm chaser ships and shit like that. It's, like, literally the perfect match. Yeah. The fact that it doesn't exist. THQ Nordic, 75,000 studios you have underneath you. Give me a beautiful 4K rendition, and I will give you money. Money. Number 14, Battlefield 2042, has shown off its third multiplayer mode titled Hazard Zone. It looks similar to the divisions. My tablet went dark. Dark Zone. <laughs> See what I did there? Got him. Which seems to be all the rage right now. You collect data drives as a team of four and then try to survive till extraction. Matches on current gen. That is to say, old gen? No, man. Current gen. Current gen will be limited to 32. I'm trying to remember. But that is 32, so that is eight teams. So it makes sense when you think about it like that. I think because uh, eight teams is a lot to have to manage, like not player count wise, but for if you were a player in there, and you're like, oh, I have to worry about 
28 other people. Yeah, I think I think previous gen it's like 24. Sure, I don't care about them. So, they're just throwing old. it out there. They're old news, Matt. We moved on, man. Yeah. We're on the new consoles, man. Yeah, fuck those losers. <laughs> um Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, I, f- I feel obligated to just dun 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 every time we mention Battlefield now. Yeah, that's fair. We're we're approaching one month. You have to give it the theme song every time now. Oh yeah, I mean, there's certain things you know, like when you say Todd Todd Howard. Oh yeah, he's a crazy old tycoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number fifteen. Such a dumb joke. We still, I love it. <laughs> eh, well, everything we do is dumb, really. Uh, Call of Duty developer <laughs> Sledgehammer <laughs> Games has opened a new what? studio Wait, in right, Guildford. Right. <laughs> oh, Guildford. <laughs> Guildford. Uh, the new UK office will work alongside teams in San Francisco, Melbourne, and Toronto, focusing on live content for Call of Duty Vanguard, as well as future projects. Support sure. studio. Might as well. As I feel like they're going to end up having to like spin off Call of Duty as like a whole separate company called activision mind-blowing really well, let, me, let me just really <laughs> set you back for a minute uh number 16 ghost recon frontlines closed test has apparently been postponed although no reason was given it seems to be because of the community backlash youtube reaction to the game's debut trailer is around 80 percent negative with 4.4k likes to 17k dislikes and social media has been flooded with dissatisfied fans and you're looking at two of them right here. What has a podcast and four thumbs? These guys. <laughs> uh, I like that way more than I should have. <laughs> I just like what I can get you with a dumb line that I'm literally making up on the spot every time. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of it. It's fresh. Yeah, that was... I like. I always feel bad for the developers when that type of stuff happens, but at the same time... We were talking about it when we it came saw, out. Like, we saw it immediately. You yeah, it's like it coming uh... from a mile away. It, you, it was almost as if they had developed four years ago. Yeah. In, Just in a bunker that had no communication to the outside world. Like, yeah. all right, we'll do this. And everybody was like, everybody else in the rest of the world did it six times over. And they're like, all right, so here's our new thing. What? What do you mean it's been done? <laughs> what do you mean? But I have a sniper tower. <laughs> what do you mean they have hills? <laughs> you know, it probably wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't an Ubisoft game because literally every new game they have coming out is so close in format. If this was like a uh, an indie, not even double A studio, just a random, someone on level with the Ring of Elysium developer. Yeah. And they just dropped on Steam in a month. Yeah. You'd have been like, all right, makes like, sense. Uh, like, what's the fucking portal shooter that came out? What the hell's it called? Splitgate. Splitgate. Like, if it was something like that. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, cool. It just kind of exists. It's yeah, there. It's a thing. It's there. Makes sense. And if it, you know, played well and it was everything, you'd be like, all right, kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But no, when you're coming out of a gigantic AAA developer with a Ghost Recon attached to you, and in a publisher with a history of that and. Yeah, and you've already announced... There's a lot of red flags. Yeah, you've already announced the Division Heartland. Yes. You've already announced uh, Rainbow Six Extraction? X. Yeah, no. 
which is like the most yeah. different out of all of them. What was the one that was that's all the franchises stuck together? X Defiant. X Defiant. I feel like there's another one in there too, but I can't remember what it is. So whatever. You get the point. There's a lot of things that were similar. Is yeah. The point. Yep. All right. But again, it's like one of those red flag tweets. I don't know if you've been seeing those around. I have not. It's basically somebody usually either putting a a comment or a quote, like a quote tweet from somebody, and then just putting thirty different thirty of the red flag emojis, mm-hmm. saying like, "Ha ha ha! This is a red flag." Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, like oh, he uh, uses. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, is a Red Sox fan, and it's just a bunch of red flags. Yeah, like oh yeah, no, clearly I wouldn't want to date him. Bunch of red flags. Ha ha ha. Has a lifted truck. Oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. Like ah, ha ha. But then like this thinks front lines is a good game. Red flag, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now for our short shit. This is uh, that's me trying to keep up with the youth. By the way. Yeah. Hence the backwards hat, fellow kids. <laughs> um, it takes. I can't what? do a good Buscemi because I don't have the eyes for it. But no. Did you know? What, did you see that thing that was going around uh, during nine eleven uh, anniversary? I've seen that thing going around for a few years. Yeah, is it? Did they just re-upload it? Is that what the thing was? Uh, well, every time, every time nine eleven comes up, Buscemi's efforts during nine eleven for going back down from a yeah. former volunteer firefighter get brought up. Yeah, first time I saw it. I mean, it's cool. a very cool thing. Yeah, uh, it takes two has sold three million copies. Couch co-op still alive. It takes two from Hazelight last year. Yeah, Hazelight. Yeah. From Joseph Fares, yeah. my man who hates the Oscars. Yeah, he does hate those Oscars. Uh, Riot is disabling slash all chat uh, in League of Legends matchmaking, match made cues. Uh, because players have complained about it being used for verbal abuse increasingly this year. Uh, I feel like this has been a known thing for a long time. Has it gotten worse? Maybe. Who knows? I don't play League. I I'm listen. I'm all fan. I'm a huge fan of them getting rid of all chat. I don't think it was ever needed. I don't yes. think chat was ever needed. I understand why they have it, but there's they waited too long. Is my opinion. Yeah, they're well, toxic as shit. It's riot. There. They always wait too long to like. Or not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Whole laundry list. I'm, I'm more surprised it's even happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Epic Games did another surprising thing right here. Epic Games credited Among Us developer Innersloth as the inspiration behind Fortnite's Imposters mode. The acknowledgement was part of a blog post detailing updates to the Battle Royale game. Yeah, we all knew it was. And I we love how they're just like, little... yeah, would they inspired us, and that's all they say. Yeah, like, we copied the map. Yeah. Fucking twats. Give them some money. Uh, <laughs> G4 TV is returning November 16th on TV. They're back on YouTube. They are coming back to TV uh, with Attack of the Show, X-Play, and more. I um, think this is a bad move, personally, because they've been actually pretty successful on YouTube. So I think this is a bad move. I've I've always said TV is the wrong move for this, but... Yeah. Hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age 4 may only be available on current-gen systems, according to a LinkedIn profile for one of the game's designers. 
feelings, thoughts? Say it again. Uh, Dragon Age 4 uh, is probably only coming out on current-gen consoles. Uh, first off, good. Yes. Second off, we ain't seen shit. Yeah, same. Not happy about that. Valve is... I'm kind of okay with it. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I'm be just, honest, because you know what's going to happen. We already know what happened. We saw two screenshots, and people went, Oh, my God, it looks so amazing. And it's like, hey, you saw nothing. Uh, so is... All right. Bioware. Is Dragon Age 4 the next thing that they're going to come out with? Right? Or... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Bioware proper would be the next thing. It would, would be Dragon Age. Mass Effect's... Uh, it a should while. be yeah. It should be after that. Yeah. Oh. Anthem two is not getting half, not getting done, and they don't even run Star Wars anymore. It's Bioware Austin that does Star Wars, or they, they kicked it over to the MMO studio. I think yeah. Yeah. So okay. Which is the only good one? Which is the best part about that? Yeah. Um, you want to go do raids in Star Wars? I would consider it. No, you don't. I mean, no, I would. Con- I mean, Listen, you consider thing. it, but let's be honest about both of our time commitments right that's now. That's the problem. It ain't happening. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the is the willingness there? Yes. Is the do I have the manpower and resources to launch that type of campaign? Absolutely not. No, that's true. That's true. Um, Listen, we both quit our jobs and do it tomorrow. Exactly. Our jobs. I mean, become, I do have a boatload of time off. Our so. jobs become Twitch streaming us trying to figure out how to raid in Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. For all of two viewers. Yeah. One on your channel and one on mine. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be my dog watching. Uh, <laughs> it would be my monitor open on the second screen to make sure things weren't wrong. <laughs> uh, Val is not allowing blockchain. I, on literally that screen, I'll put my webcam up, but also be streaming myself to that TV to nobody. Yeah, get, the, get a little inception going on there. Yeah. Uh, Valve is not allowing blockchain-based games or those featuring NFTs on Steam. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't, whatever. Yeah, it's just the Valve thing. Uh, the a developer mentioned it because like one of their games incorporates something like that's related to those. And the the going theory and their theory as well was that Valve was worried about um, gambling lawsuits and stuff, so they just nixed it. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's it for this week's uh, news, unless there's anything else you can think of for news. I got a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. New games. A lot of new games. Seven days. What you been up to? Uh, let's see here. Uh, PGA Tour 2K21, since it was free on PlayStation Plus, and some coworkers wanted to get in on it, so we got a little coworker. How are you enjoying it, uh, outside of, regardless of them? Um... It's a golf game. I like it. I think if you have played any golf game in the past, I don't know, fucking 10 years, you'll you'll know exactly what it is and how to play it. Um It's a good it's a good first uh golf game for like uh for restarting a franchise. Like a, a golf franchise. Um, I don't think there was a PGA 2K20, was there? Because it was just the golf club. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little barren as far as like, like if you're just looking to play golf and that's it, awesome. If you're looking for anything more than that, as far as like, 
uh, you know, making your character look pretty or like a huge assortment of golf clubs. It ain't got any of that. Mm. It's got a course creator, which is seems to be a lot of a lot of stuff on there. So you can you can go ham. I would love to build you guys a course to have to play on. That would be funny. We are, I think, planning on dipping into some of the community created courses because some of them are just obviously wild. So, yeah, they're basically going to be mini golf courses. Yeah, but I'm uh, put a I've been in the enjoying it. <laughs> just a giant windmill. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying it for the most part. I mean, I think there is some weird, like janky, not janky, but I don't know. I feel like there's some weird physics shits that happen sometimes. Typical uh, stick flick shooting. Yeah, it's it's. It is like if you've played a golf game, game in the past, it's exactly the As long as it wasn't an arcade one, because like yes. the arcade ones are triple button presses usually. It even has the same putting with the lines from oh, the yeah, EA yeah. Sports games yep, yep. and the Tiger Woods games. Yeah, which is typical of all, truly all golf games. Yep. It's it's basically the Tiger, Wood golf, Tiger Woods golf games. Uh, started Far Cry 6, haven't made it off the uh, starter island um, that I've been told by experienced that's, people. That'd be me. Um, and haven't had a chance to play Hot Wheels or New World, which they're probably, New World's probably just on the back burner until time is available. Hot Wheels might come back every once in a while. Other than that. Time is a construct. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, uh, looking forward to building a keyboard this weekend and setting up, uh, ambient lights on the TV, hopefully, and car shopping. We're going out to Albany for some car test drives. Well, test drive, test drive, test drive. Who's buying a car now? Uh, well, Samantha still needs a car, so. Oh, I forgot about the tree. Yeah, damn tree. Going Trees to a Ford dealership. Going to check out the new Maverick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she get a Bronco. Also, funny you should say that. Testing it. <laughs> we the theory right now because build times. You, it's all bu- about building cars now. I don't know if you you got to you got to you got to order them. You can't like. Yeah. So for the, the current, for the for the most part, yeah. Yeah. For, so the current plan is that we suspect they're not going to have what we want because we have a couple things that are like hard, fast. Like we need these, or we're not getting it. Yeah, yeah. Heated seats is the big thing. Because Samantha's cold all the time. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, not a not a thing. Yeah, same. Um, I'm almost like I need a. Do you have a cooling seat? <laughs> exactly. So Ford, you can. Build a car, order a car for a five hundred dollar deposit, and it's refundable. Oh, okay. So our current uh, tactic is if we end up going that route, we will order a Maverick and a Bronco, and then whichever one shows up shows up in a reasonable amount of time, we'll just refund the other one because right. the dealership doesn't care because that's another car that they'll have on the lot that they can sell. Yeah, which either one of those is going to sell. Yeah, it's like a win win for them. Yeah, so. But we'll see. We got a test drive. But what have you been up to? Uh, I, yeah, I know, man. They call it the usual around here. The huge. The huge. Uh, typical little bit of some MLB. MLB. It's got to be getting towards the end of its lifespan for you. Yeah, we're the, we're reaching there. Football manager, Forza, everything comes out about mid-November. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little bit strenuous in terms of how much baseball I can actually play. Yeah, you're going to have to keep reminding me of Forza because... I'm going to keep forgetting. Oh, I'm going to remind you of Forza because I'm going to threaten to kick the shit out of you yeah, in a that, race, and that'll be how we get there. Yeah, that'll require a little bit of prep, as you alluded to earlier, with 
Oh, yeah, I'll probably be like, dude, Forza's next week, and as we know, with two-day, we can take care of what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the racing helmets and everything that we're going to buy, I'm yeah. going to get gloves. Yep, gloves. Yeah. Gotta get the fire suit. Oh, yeah, whole fire suit. Sponsors. Yep. Exactly. Acquire those. Yep. The fucking water bottle, you know, that you put in the car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yep. Don't get dehydrated. That's true. Especially yeah. when we're doing those... 24 hours of Le Mans and yeah you gotta pee in your race suit it's a whole thing yeah and it's not like we're wasting it because we're buying it for Gran Turismo when we do a 24 hour Le Mans in my house exactly yeah (laughs) everyone listening to that they're gonna be like what a bunch of nerds imagine just sitting in a fire suit in my living room with a racing helmet on honestly driving for 12 hours in a Le Mans (laughs) this goes back to the whole heated car seat slash cooled car seat things that sounds terrible yeah, because it'd be just just disgusting, like sweaty mess. Yeah, it would almost have to be like, you know, okay, you drive for an hour and then swap. Immediately. Yeah, we'll have to set up outside in the middle of the winter and fucking. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> constantly be only walking around in like half the fire suit with yeah. that whole move where we take yeah. the top half off and just wandering around. Exactly. <laughs> uh, fun jokes that would exist if we had more time. Yes. Um, so it's been that, uh, been the World of Warcraft and Far Cry 6. Yep. Making progress ahead uh, uh, of the curve. Don't sell yourself short here. I, I did go get ahead of the curve. I have killed Sylvanas on Heroic. He's trying to be humble over here and not tell tell you of his exploits. <laughs> yeah, let me, let, me get up to some, <laughs> let me get up to some new, let me get up some exploits. Yeah. Uh, four out of ten on Mythic now. Getting there. We were have due. you ever done on Mythic? Is this first time? As far as first time. if you com- if you complete them all, theoretically, right? You, the, this would be the first time I've ever done it when it was in content. Mm. You have to throw a party, like true, pro- true progression. Yeah, uh, I've done. You know, I've gone back and done mythic stuff in the same expansion where I've just kind of like gone back and smashed it or whatever. Yeah. That's nothing. That, I but mean, that's, that's... Not, or no, not not in the same expansion. Sorry, an expansion later. Mm-hmm. We just go back and smash the old stuff, but that doesn't really matter because that's just you do stupid damage at that point, so you just blow everything up, yeah. run away. It's an accomplishment. The most that I've like done is I've done big raiding. Mm-hmm. Some back when before when mythic wasn't a thing, it was just like heroic and normal, and it was ten and twenty five man. Yeah, I would be parts of some of those kills but never never like part of a main team i you know i was just getting picked up because i could help out or whatever mm-hmm. uh did that that i mean that was really it otherwise it was usually i would do normal with a group and then that's depending on the group is usually either what we stopped there or i didn't you know it was all i was younger never understood sometimes what like rating was mm. and then there were a bunch of expansions where i was alone yeah. It was like me and one other person. And I was like, all right, cool. Raid finder heroes. So we just do the dumbest version of the fight and dumpster that. Yeah. But it was like, that, what, you know, that, that doesn't, that's nothing. Yeah. I've, I've literally fallen asleep during those before and still won. And it's like, ah, it's not. <laughs> There's no achievement. You don't, you don't feel good about finishing that. Yeah. Because well, there's no actual progression. It's not like you have to execute everything. So yeah, this is the first time that I'm I'm doing that. It's exciting. Four down. And we got the fifth one down to nineteen percent. Then we all died, so we're right there. I think it'll just be a little bit more of getting some more gear and you know, just kinda 
everybody get used to it and then execute, do it, and move on. Next week. We'll check Hopefully. In. We'll check in next week. Hopefully. How many? So you have four down. How many are left? There's 10. There's 10 total. Mm-hmm. We for sure can kill. If we get the fifth one down and like we get it down to a like thing, we can kill five in a night and and move on. Mm-hmm. We killed four in the first night with some pulls onto five. So, mm-hmm. so it'll just be a matter of every time as we get further and further, everything becomes faster and faster. Yeah. So we can eventually probably get to, depending on how long we actually have and whatever, we can get to doing the end of it faster. It's just going to be having to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know how, you know, I know how the, some of the other fights go after that, but I don't know how hard they will actually be for us after this one. Yeah. Some I don't think will actually be hard. Some I think will be hard. So I don't know. We'll see. We will see. And then, yeah, Far Cry. I am. Hold on. I will tell you in a second. According to Ubisoft Connect, I have played for about eight hours, which I don't think is true. Because there's a lot of, there have been a few times I forgot I left the game open and I went and did something else. Um, but I'm, the best list. According to game progression, 33%. And I don't know what that entails. I don't know if that counts like collectibles or if that's just story missions. Does well, that count it, clearing the map of checkpoints and things? Like, I, I don't know. If it if it accounts for everything, then you're probably a lot further along. Then, if it accounts for everything, then yeah, I might be a lot further on. If that's just story, then okay, I might not be. You know. Yeah, which that sounds kind of right because I've only fully cleared one of three and a half zones mm-hmm. of in terms of like story. So stuff. it should be roughly a third. Yeah, so I'd be like a little 30, over a third. Yeah, so that would make sense if it's just kind of like main story stuff. Cool beans. That's not bad, then. I was kind of concerned that it would be like another Ubisoft, like 60, 70-hour like game. And I think eight hours is too high. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... Maybe four or five? And probably like six. Six. Yeah, it's almost eight and a half. It's probably like six and a half. It's probably just two hours of spare. Um, But it's it's also different, though, for what you and I do. I will move around those games. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Far Cry, the only thing, like, I might do some of the collectathon things, like, if they are beneficial to, like, if they're, if they're related to upgrades or guns or whatever. And I don't know if there's crafting in this game or not. Yeah. I mean, there's crafting, there's, like, the hunting stuff, you know, hunting spots and stuff yeah. like there were. When I reach a Far Cry game, the only clearing of anything I do is uh, if there's an outpost, I murder it. If there's a checkpoint, I murder it. I clear the map of all of like the enemy things because they usually mean that I can fast travel or make my movement much easier. Mm-hmm. So those are my priority along with quests and then like the hunting and crafting stuff. I don't think it's mattered as much since 4. When 4 was the last one, I remember where you're in with Pagan Men and everything and you had mm-hmm. to actually go get certain hides to upgrade ammo pouches and stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure that's not the case at all again so it's i don't really have a reason to hunt um that was what's the only your... reason i did it back then was because you needed two bear pelts to get the next bonus amount of ammo holding or whatever 
you are you playing the game the same way? Are you doing what are you doing? Are you doing stealthy at all? Are you just kind of going running gun? Depends on the feeling. Okay, so you're just kind of all over. The if place it's then. if it's kind of like a oh, there's only a couple enemies here. I guess what I'm getting at is you don't. Do you feel like it favors any sort of play style? I think it favors stealth. Okay, I think stealth, as we know, makes everything easier. Uh huh. So I think it in that way it favors stealth, but not necessarily quicker. Not necessarily quicker. Can be if you execute cleanly, mm-hmm. but if you mess up, yeah, then it you know. I I I go with the uh, I'm stealthy until I'm not motif. Yeah. As a do as, as much a, as a, as much as I can. Moment somebody sees me though, I'll fire that rocket launcher off my back and we're going. <laughs> It's go time. I have ran into quite a few issues with enemies spawning, though. I, you know what? The first fucking, that that first little like uranium thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, actually, it was before that. It's the first time I met Juan. Yeah, I think the uranium one's actually fine because there's a defined number of enemies yep. in the area. When I went to Juan, uh, after he gets done talking, you obviously are getting ready to fight people. All of them popped in. Yeah, any time that there is a open area mm-hmm. and it's not a garrison or something where it is an actual like building that they've clearly set aside and said there is a set number here, yada yada. Any time that there is an open area, I feel like they just repopulate the world by respawning in enemies mm-hmm. after X amount of time of the game recognizing they're dead. Yep. So I have been it's eleven something a night and they're going by. How much buggy? It, don't fuck around. I mean, fuck around, find out. They, I've had it happen where I've killed everybody. And so typical when you like spot them, you get the little marker above their head. And the mini map goes from having a red blotch on it to actually having the dot where they are. I've had it where I've killed a bunch of people and I kind of come back out of a combat thing. I glance back down at my mini-map, and everything behind me that I just went through is all red splotches again because they've respawned everything that I haven't detected yet. I was like, yeah. What? Why? Yeah, same thing. One, one, I've had things spawn right in front of me as I'm looking at it. I'm like, I can't ever get, once I get into, which is why I think it favors stealth, just because it makes everything easier to just go stealthy and be done with it. Because every time I've gone loud and I run into a situation where helicopters are here now or whatever, and I am just blowing everything up. Yeah. Everything pops Enemies, back in. And because the you get that threat level. Your threat level goes all the way up. And so they want to make things start kind of like hunting you. But nothing hunts you. It just appears. Yeah. Which immediately fucks you because you're not. Yeah. You're it's not... never, hey, enemy forces are inbound. So you can look down the road and see them driving up in trucks. Yeah. It's, hey, they're inbound. And behind you. <laughs> and you're like, well, come on, man. And you get shot in the back. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. So that's all I got. I'm good. All right. Perfect. Then we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 